0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: New York football is alive and it's spectacular. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Greeny, of course, is part of the get up first take crossover right now. He is on first take as we speak. He will join us throughout the course of the show. I am Chris Carlin. He is Chris Canty. And, Canty, there is a lot to be excited about from the weekend in the NFL.
0: No question about it, Colin. Can I say this? Just watching First Take and seeing Stephen A with the 10 gallon hat on, does that ever get old? <laughs>
1: never. Does it ever get I old? I saw it on I'm social saying. media last night. It never gets old. Oh, man,
0: it's so great. But no, we got a lot to get into coming off of week six around the National Football League. What a
1: fantastic weekend. Let's not waste any time. Here we go! go, go.
2: Only one place to start.
1: And that one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. How about the New York Giants? The New York Giants are 5-1. and one. I am absolutely stunned. I am stunned that they won yesterday against the Baltimore Ravens. And I think, frankly, the Giants were stunned that they won over the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. Can't he? Because... The Ravens outplayed them in so many ways, but when the Giants needed to make two big plays, they did it. Coming up with an interception on an absolutely god-awful decision by Lamar Jackson and coming up with a strip sack at the end of the game to win it, I think we have to start believing the Giants are for real.
0: Yeah, and we talked about this last week, Carl, and think about it. Outside of the division winners, the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys, we said – we're not too confident that there are any other teams out there that have a stranglehold on uh, one of those playoff spots. And we certainly saw a world where the Giants could be that seventh seed in the NFC playoff picture. But now, Carlin, based on what we've seen and them actually beating the Baltimore Ravens at home coming off of the London trip, we got to start taking the Giants seriously as a good team. And you mentioned it. You talked about it off the top. The Ravens outplayed the Giants in a lot of different facets in that game. I mean, when you look at the total yards of both offenses, (laughs) the New York Giants had 238 yards of total offense, which is absolutely putrid. The Baltimore Ravens had 406 yards of total offense. The average average yards per play for the Ravens on offense was seven yesterday. The New York Giants was 3.8, so nearly half of that. So when you start talking about productivity, there's a lot of instances where you're looking at the stat sheet and you're saying, man, this Baltimore Ravens team outplayed the New York Giants. But to me, the devil is in the details with the game yesterday. The Giants were so good in situational football, and that's the sign of a good, good coach team, a well-coached team. The Giants were 7-14 on third down. They were 3-5 in the red zone. And, Carlin, the biggest thing is your quarterback played relatively mistake-free football. The only turnover that he had was at the end of the half, and it didn't cost you anything. It, did, it was it – was, the half was over. It was a strip sack. The half was over. Didn't cost you anything. Daniel Jones was great under pressure. I mean, he was 7-10, to two touchdowns when he was pressured yesterday's game, and that's a departure from the Daniel Jones we've seen in his first three years as the quarterback of the New York Giants. So, to me, that's what this game was about, the Giants being well-coached, taking advantage of opportunities that were presented their way, and in that defense stepping up when they had to. Carlin, three turnovers – I mean, two turnovers in the last three minutes of football, that is big time. They came up with the most timely uh, of interceptions. I mean, for their first interception of the season, that was a good time to have it Mm. with three minutes to go. It set them up in point-blank range for the go-ahead score. So, you got to give credit where credit is due, man. This coaching staff, Brian Dayball, Wink Martindale, they deserve game balls for that big-time win that they had yesterday against the Ravens.
1: Well, I mean, Chris, it it just comes down to – making those plays when it matters the most, and as a result, the Giants are 5-1 and one right now. And look, the Ravens were rushing for nine yards a clip yesterday, and it wasn't just Lamar Jackson. The Giants were giving up chunks of yardage all over the place, but when they needed to come up with the biggest plays, you saw where coaching really, truly matters, and it has made a huge difference for a team that can't eat. frankly, when you look at the next few weeks, the Giants should be 8-1, and one, and that's that's unbelievable right now. And so I don't know how we wouldn't take them seriously. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're going to win the NFC East because we'll get to the Eagles a little bit later on, But we're going to start having a discussion here in the next couple of weeks. Even when Dak comes back, are the Giants actually better than the Cowboys just because that NFC plays such a terrible schedule? No doubt about it. We definitely have
0: to have that question. Now, we we did see it three weeks ago with the Giants and the Cowboys going head-to-head, and it was a situation where the the Cowboys were able to get the win on the road without their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott. So that remains to be seen. But the Giants are firmly in the picture for – a playoff spot. I don't think the Giants are as good as the Philadelphia Eagles, um, so I'm not going to put them in in that group uh, of elite teams in the NFC and in the NFL. But but the Giants are a really good team. I mean, there are only four teams in the National Football League that have a record of five and one or better, and the Giants are one of them. Bill Parcells said it a long time ago: "You are what your record says you are." Yep. And the, and the record for the Giants says that they're a good football team, and now. We've got to recalibrate the expectations on the Giants. They they certainly belong in that playoff conversation. Coming into the year, it certainly wasn't the case. We thought it would be a successful season if they had seven or eight wins. Well, Carlin, they've already got five wins, and we're only in the third
1: week of October. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Greeny, of course, is part of the Get Up First Take crossover right now on ESPN. He will join us uh, throughout the course of the show. And you know he is flying high today because speaking of your record uh, says what you are, the New York Jets are 4-2 because they went to Green Bay and they— Beat the daylights out of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And a 27-10 dominating performance. The Packers once again show they cannot stop the run to save their lives. The Jet defense has four sacks and nine hits on the quarterback. They block a punt. They block a field goal. Canty, I mean, I just could not get over how well the Jets played in that game, when, especially when you only have a quarterback who throws for 110 yards.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you just mentioned it, Carlin. You block a punt that led to a touchdown. Shout out to Michael Clemens for getting that done. And then you block a field goal thanks to Quinnen Williams, not to mention Quinnen Williams having Aaron Rodgers under duress all game long. Can we talk about how good Quinnen Williams has oh been playing God. this year, Carlin? Oh. You're talking about five straight games where this guy has had a sack. He is harassing opposing quarterbacks, and that's what we thought the Jets' identity had to be this year. It had to be led by their defense because you had a lot of young guys playing uh, instrumental roles on the offensive side of the ball. It was going to be a learning curve for the Jets' offense, but the defense, we all said, was right there, and they're playing up to those expectations, Carlin, and somewhat exceeding them. Because nobody really gave the Jets a shot at being able to go into Lambeau and get it done. We thought it would be a closely contested game because the Packers are coming off of the London game and no bye week. But I I didn't expect the Jets to go out there and rout the Green Bay Packers, especially in inclement weather. And that's exactly what they did. And, Carlin, probably the most impressive part of what the Jets did on offense outside of Brees Hall's performance, not turning the football over. Yep. For Absolutely. as ho-hum as the game that Zach Wilson played – there were plenty of opportunities for some ball handling issues, and we just did not see that from Zach Wilson in the offense. So credit we saw it from him. the Packers, I mean, we saw it with Aaron Rodgers, he yep. didn't put the ball in AJ Dillon's belly, and it ends up being a fumble that the Jets are able to capitalize on. So th- those are the things that that are important when it comes to being able to play above the X's and O's and win games that a lot of people say you shouldn't when the schedule comes out. Here's and, Rob- so, and so, so we got to give credit to the to the Jets for being able to do that and going on the road. And this is what, the second time in, in the last three weeks where you're talking about them going on the road in an environment we don't think they can have success in and mm-hmm. them
1: actually getting a W. Well, here's Salah on the importance of the win. I'll
2: be honest. Um, uh, it doesn't mean anything. Just like a loss wouldn't have meant anything. Um, I said it before, we got, we got to start expecting stuff like this. And uh, you don't, you know, it's, it, it is a big win, obviously, because any time you win in this league is big. But um, they're another opponent, another championship opportunity. we got to get ready to go next week.
1: Well, Canty, this is what we were talking about last week. We said if the Jets go into Lambeau Field, from a perception standpoint, it's, wow, that's impressive. And while this is not still uh, the same Green Bay team uh, that we've seen the last couple of years, which we'll get to that, this is still a team that I think whenever a win like this comes along, it's still somewhat surprising And they are showing us that that has to change. Granted, it's only three games in a row, but it's three games in a row. They have gone and taken care of business, and now they have put themselves in a true playoff discussion. Yeah, I mean, listen, three weeks ago, we didn't
0: think that the Jets could go into Pittsburgh and get a win, Carlin. As bad as the Pittsburgh Steelers are, we didn't think that. We didn't think that. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady couldn't do it. (laughs) Well, exactly. That's my point. And the Jets had only won in Pittsburgh one time, Since 1969, we didn't think that they could do that, but they did it. Then they came back home. They beat a Miami Dolphins team that was on their backup quarterback. They knocked their backup quarterback out in the first play of the game, and they're playing the backup to the backup. So we give them credit for their defense changing the complexion of that game against the division opponent. And then going on the road against the Green Bay Packers. We said that they would have every opportunity because we expected that to be a tired Packers team because of the London game. And they went out and dominated in the second half. The first half, you're talking about those two teams playing each other even, Carlin. But in the second half, the Jets put their foot on the gas. As Rob Sala always says, all gas, no brakes. That's exactly what it looked like in the second half, especially with the defense. And we got to give some credit to Michael LaFleur because he did a great job of carving up that Joe Barry-led Packers defense. And that veer play that he ran, the, the fake toss to Michael oh, Carter it. and that inside handoff to, to Brees Hall for the touchdown, yep. that's an outstanding play design, Carlin. Outstanding. And then from a personnel standpoint, going with a pony look and having both of your tailbacks in the game at the same time, again, those are the little wrinkles that don't show up to, to, to the novice. Uh, And they don't show up on the stat sheet, but they make all the difference in terms of putting your guys in positions to be successful. And that's what we're seeing this Jets coaching staff do. For the first time in a long time, Carl, and I can say this, the New York football teams are both really well coached. And in a league where we're seeing a lot of parity and only a couple of elite teams at the top, there's no reason why we shouldn't change the expectations for both of these teams now that we're
1: at this point through the first third of the season. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces, come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers, apply online today. So that is the question to you at 888-SAY-ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 729 We want you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Have your expectations now changed? What are the expectations moving forward For the Jets and the Giants. Is it playoffs or bust right now? Or dare I say, even the division for either team? ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So we hit you on the open lines next at 888 say ESPN. 888-729-3776. 888-729-3776. Also next, there was a flip side to that Jet game yesterday. And that was the very cranky Aaron Rodgers. He had plenty to say after the game, and we will hear from him. And if his team, the Packers, are actually not a playoff team, we'll discuss next. Canteen and Carlin in for Greeny, part of the get-up, first-take crossover right now on ESPN.
4: H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping
3: for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement... macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year head to macy's.com slash gift today that's macy's.com slash gift
1: new york is fired up as they should be they've actually got a season that hasn't ended by the middle of october what a nice little change of pace that is Both teams rolling right now. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Greeny is part of the First Take uh, Get Up crossover right now over on First Take on ESPN. He's going to pop in here uh, and hang out in a little bit. Meanwhile, there are so many podcasts out right now, it takes a team of people to bring them together. Whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, one place makes it easy, and that's ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Let's hit the calls at 888-SAY-ESPN. On the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-729-3776. Jose in Brooklyn, New York, is up first on ESPN Radio. Jose, what do you got, bud?
0: Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, Both teams, both teams well coached. Both teams can run the ball. Both teams have great defenses. Um, The Giants proved that they could play from behind and win a game. The Jets proved that they could be good teams on the road. The expectancy for me right now is both teams should compete and make it to the playoffs. Bottom line.
1: Canty, all of a sudden, it has changed dramatically. And I think with the Giants, there, there's virtually no arguing that they should be a playoff team in the NFC right now. The interesting discussion is going to be the Jets. No, they are going to be the interesting discussion, Carlin.
0: But right now, when you look at the landscape of the conference, uh, I mean, you're basically saying the Jets, can they be better than uh, the second place team in the AFC South? And my answer to that would be absolutely. Yeah, I could absolutely see a world where they can be better than the Colts. I'm going to go ahead and assign the AFC North um, uh, two teams from the, to the playoffs, the AFC West two teams to the playoffs. But when we look at that that last wild card spot, I think that's certainly a, a situation where you can find the Jets in late in December, locked into that, seventh, that, that, that third wild card spot and being the seventh seed in the AFC. Now, they could be better than that based on how everything plays out and what happens the rest of the way in their division. I don't expect them to beat the Buffalo Bills and win the AFC East, but they certainly can make can be competitive with the other teams that are going to
1: be in the wild-card picture. The great Buddha in the Bronx is next on ESPN Radio. Buddha, you got to be flying high right now.
0: Oh, man, Candy, Cat Daddy, you know, this is a very unusual feeling for your boy.
1: <laughs> you want to talk about expectations? Listen, expectations, well, before the season, expectations realistically was like six wins. Then the season started... And then the expectations dropped to, like, five. (laughs) But now, like like Tanty said, when you look at the landscape of the conference, I mean, even in
0: the division, let's be honest, Miami looked like they were better than us, but you can't say that
1: anymore. You play good defense. You know, if you're going to hit the other team's quarterback a lot and you're going to run the football well and you're going to play special teams
0: well, come on, famo. Why shouldn't I think I got a chance to go to the playoffs?
1: Let's do it. (laughs) Canty, I mean, look at it right now, Canty. The Jets, you can absolutely make the argument, of the second-best team in the division. The Jets right now are better than the Miami Dolphins, and they're certainly better than the New England Patriots. Even though the Patriots had a good win yesterday and it it could all change in a few weeks, I think the Jets right now are the second-best team in the the AFC East.
0: No, and I I agree with you on that one, Carlin. And and if you look at the Jets on offense – They got young guys that are only going to get better with the amount of games that they got coming up playing. Like these guys, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, you're only talking about them being in their sixth NFL game, and yet these guys are clearly difference makers. Now, Garrett Wilson was quiet yesterday, but Brees Hall, another big game, Carlin, over 100 yards rushing. On the last two weeks, Brees Hall has had 42 touches for 318 yards, Carlin. That's incredible when you can have that kind of productivity from a rookie running back, and so... With this guy having over 600 yards from scrimmage through the first six games, if he can continue to do that and take pressure off of Zach Wilson, there's no reason to think that the Jets can't continue to stack W's. Three straight wins in a row, Carlin. I mean, this is this is trending in the right direction for Joe Douglas and Rob Solomon.
1: Scott Manhattan up next on ESPN Radio. Scott, what's going on, you know, bud?
0: What's up? What's up, guys? Yeah, first let me say I'm a Giant fan. And and Canty, you called it. It's all about the coaching now. And like I said, I'm looking at both of the teams,
1: which I'm happy for. You know, for the more Giants than Jets. But I think that the, the Giants have a harder road than the Jets because uh, you know I think they're not going to be able to beat
0: Philly. And I think the NFC is still a, a little tougher. But uh, I just I'm looking at where we are right now, and like I'm happy. And I think that I got believable expectations that you know the Giants we're going to make the playoffs. How far we go, you know, is questionable. But like I said, we're going to get there.
1: Listen, the thing is, is that you get the road the next two weeks. Jacksonville, all of a sudden, at two and four is a very, very winnable game. Trip That's a Se- dangerous game, though. It's, it's dangerous. dangerous. It's it's, it's dangerous absolutely game. dangerous. They, yeah. They're they capable of beating you, too. Yeah. And then on the flip side, uh, or the following week, rather, you go to Seattle, which now looks a little bit tougher than you might have thought it looked a few weeks ago. But then it's Houston and Detroit before you finally go to Dallas. Giants... I mean, Canty, The Giants should win three out of four of these games. Yeah, and you got five division games
0: after the bye week. So, I mean, that's really what you're talking about. That's where your season is going to be decided. And, Carlin, the way that this defense is playing, they're going to give you a shot, man. Yeah. Like, it's an unconventional defense. Listen, man, Wink Martindale is a 3 3 5 base defense. So, you got a lot of defensive backs out there, a lot of small guys. And sometimes that leaves you susceptible to the run. But when it comes to creating negative plays, Carlin. This defense specializes in that. One of the things that popped up to me yesterday is the Giants' defensive front shifting right before the snap. That led to, count them, Carlin, five procedural penalties pre-snap for the Baltimore Ravens offense. That's all coaching. That's creating negative plays before the ball is even snapped. that's, That's as good as a tackle for loss. Carlin, those are the little things that, that make a difference in terms of being great in situational football. And we know in the National Football League, games are won and lost with situational football. That's how you overcome a double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter. That and, of course, fourth quarter pass. Wake
1: Martindale is one of the great acquisitions player or coach in an off se- for in this past offseason yeah. for anybody in the league. Let's yeah. hit uh, Bobby in Jersey next on ESPN Radio. Bobby, what do you got, dude?
4: A hey, happy victory Monday, guys. Everything is just getting a lot better after that Jets win. Uh, but I'm just want to say how expectations has not changed at all. I all always thought we were going to be the Bengals of last year, take the league by storm. But hey, we're going to hoist the Lombardi instead of losing.
1: Yeah, I, you're you're high with the Bengals of last year, Ben. Okay, <laughs> I can't get nuts on this. I mean, look, it's it's really good so far. But I'm talking to Brandon, our stage manager. He's a huge Jet fan for a long time. He's wearing his 1988 Jets hat today. He is flying high, but he also said to me, I asked him the expectations question, can't he? He said, 500. I'm still good with 500, even though they're 4-2 and two right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, based on where they're at with their program building, I mean, having a team that can be in the playoff conversation in December is a win if you're the Jets, right? Absolutely. I mean, Carlin, it's it's been awful. When's the last time the Jets have been over five hundred? You're talking about 2015. I mean, that's the, a long time. That's a long time. Ago, the Obama man. administration. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, that's two presidents ago. So it's been a while since you're talking about the Jets being, you know, one of those teams that you could say. You can have hopes for being a postseason squad, but now they're there, Carlin, and I think they're realistic based on how their defense is playing and the development of all of their young players. And can I say this? That Sauce Gardner guy is pretty damn special, by the way. Oh, my God. Pretty, pretty special. And I love the fact that he was wearing the cheese hat love it. on the way off the field. I don't care that Allen's are it off. Who I cares? love the fact that Sauce Gardner is bringing that swag, and the young guys are bringing a, a level of confidence, Carlin, that's beyond their years. As rookies, you shouldn't have that level of confidence, but they just do. And that's a credit to Joe Douglas bringing these guys in and letting them be a part of the culture shift that you're seeing now for Dan Green.
1: John, New York, next on ESPN Radio. John, what do you got, buddy?
4: Yeah, I just want to say that the coaching staff I was in love with in the preseason. And I think, you know, coming down the schedule, they got guys that are coming back. Robinson looks good. If Tony could get on the field, that looks good. And Landon Collins, even though I haven't mentioned him, he was always great at the line of scrimmage and helping with that run protection. And you know, yeah, we might give up yards running, but with him coming in, he's a good line, you know, linebacker but safety. But I mean, his around the line of scrimmage plays awesome. Get after the quarterback all that little dink and dunk stuff he was yeah. always great at covering. Well, I, listen, I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't I don't
0: know what I don't know what Landon Collins is going to be or how much gas he's got left in the tank, but I will say this, the Giants have got a lot of guys that are stepping up and playing key roles like Julian Love in that that hybrid role as a safety, phenomenal player. Of course we know what Xavier McKinney can do. Calling another guy that was a sneaky big signing, the former Raven Jihad Ward. This guy is always showing up. I mean, tackles for loss, batted passes, you name it. Yesterday he had two TFLs creating those negative plays. Dexter Lawrence is having an incredible season. He had another sack yesterday, a couple of quarterback hits. Like, they've got a lot of guys that aren't necessarily household names around the National Football Mm. League, but that are flat-out good football players. It kind of reminds you – of those old Ravens defenses, right, Carlin? Yep. Not a guy, a lot of guys that you've heard of, mm-hmm. but guys that can flat out play the game of football. And Wink Martindale is bringing a little bit of that to the tri-state area. Like you said, one of the biggest acquisitions for any team, player, or coach this offseason. And by the way, Kadarius Tony, you're missing the party.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not He's not going to be a part of this. I don't, I think, don't think he be, is. Yeah, he's not Absolutely be a part not. It's Canty and Carlin in for Grinny, who is part of the Get Up First Take crossover right now on ESPN. He's going to pop in with us as well. In recent news, Halloween is expected to be epic this year. So party supply stores hired thousands of work- workers. Now it sounds like a dreadful task, which is why party supply stores and businesses of all sizes use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast and their technology finds the right people for your job and you can invite them to apply. In fact, Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. He has sat down next to us. He is obviously flying high with what is going on with his New York Jets. And I saw your tweet yesterday My children have been renamed Brees. Yes. Well done.
3: Both of them. Um, I decided I was going to name them after my favorite players, and I just couldn't choose which one of them gets to be Brees Hall. So I'm going to name them both Brees, but I'm going to nickname both of them Sauce. Um, And look, I'm just going to say this. and, And on our TV show this morning, obviously, there was more conversation about Aaron Rodgers than there was about the Jets' performance yesterday, and rightfully so because Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest players of all time, and right now his team stinks. They're not, they're not below average. They're not average. They're bad. They're flat-out bad, and he knows it. And the Jets uh, got less attention than they deserve. But I need to say this here on this show because everyone knows where my heart is. Um, the New York Jets are onto something special. Okay? In the last two drafts, they have selected seven players in the top 36 picks. If the quarterback is good, and I am right now feel like it is trending in the right direction, it, it's too soon to say for sure that he is. If the quarterback is good, then Joe Douglas, the, the general manager of the Jets, went seven for seven on those picks. That is exactly how you become one of the best teams in the National Football League. Robert Sala was right. I didn't love the way he went about the whole receipts thing. But candidly, I don't give a damn about that at this point anymore. (laughs) He can coach the team any way he wants to. He has them playing like their hair is on fire. They have their defense looks inspired and excellent. They have good talent on the offensive side and their offensive line, which is banged up to shreds, dominated what is supposed to be a decent defense in Green Bay yesterday. So that's the most impressive performance by the New York Jets in a decade. And I think it is the beginning. It has the potential to be the beginning of
1: something truly special. OK, but hang on a second. Go I have to take you to task here because three weeks ago you wanted blood. You wanted everybody out. You didn't know if Robert Sala could coach, and yet here we are three weeks later, and it's on the verge of being something special. I don't want to take away your joy. Yeah. You deserve joy. You don't get much of it, so I will give you that. Yeah. But three weeks, and it's completely turned 100%. Not, not three
3: weeks. Going back to week one, I was very discouraged. After the Cincinnati, the, the Cleveland game... Not having Zach was a very bad way to start the season. And right. obviously Flacco and the sort of fluky way that they beat Cleveland and then the, 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 the Cincinnati game, there were mistakes that you were seeing that were frustrating. And I have had a lot of questions, not only about the head coach, but about the offensive coordinator and Mike LaFleur. They're answering them. I mean, here's the reality of it. Okay, Chris, and you've been a, a talk show host basically as long as I have been. I don't think the things that I said or we said when we said them were wrong. Mm -hmm. We're reacting to the things that we see. What the Jets are doing is getting much, much better right before our eyes. And they're doing it. One of the reasons they're doing it is because they're so young. You know, Bart Scott said this to me last week on Get Up. They don't know what they don't know. They're not afraid of anything because they're so young. They're going into Lambeau Field. You tell me Sauce Gardner looked intimidated by Lambeau Field yesterday. The Jets yesterday at Lambeau Field, one of their young stars walked out wearing a cheese head, and another one of them did a freaking Lambeau leap (laughs) into a group of Jet fans. That is a brashness that we have not seen in a Jet team since Rex Ryan was the coach, and I love it. So, look, whatever it is I said Five weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was, that's what I meant at the time. That's what I thought I was seeing. What I'm seeing now is something entirely different, entirely. The emergence of Brees Hall um, has changed everything for the Jets. They've become a very good, I mean, a ridiculously good running team with a good one-two punch. I tell you what, they've also had a couple of things line up well for them schedule-wise. And just give me a signal when you need to go to a break because I know the clock. Last week, Green Bay comes back from London, no bye week, short, you know, that's that's a tough week to come back from. That's the benefit of the Jets. This week, the, the Broncos are going to play them on a short week. Broncos got to play tonight, Monday night, short week, turn around and get the Jets on Sunday. The Jets are going to Denver. I think they have an excellent chance <coughs> to win both of their next two games, the Jets do. I actually went through the schedule yesterday. It is very realistic to see the Jets winning 10 games this year. And if you had told me that before the season, I would have laughed at you. I would have settled for, for just obvious improvement. All of a sudden, they've got me thinking, you know, like look at the games they have coming up on their schedule. We have them on the TV right now. They have Denver, New England twice, Buffalo, Chicago, and Minnesota. Those are the next five games. They could easily... I, realistically I think you should expect them to win three of those five games and if you get there and all of a sudden you're seven and four then what you actually are is in a playoff race which means your young stars particularly your young quarterback are playing meaningful games in December next year the New York Jets have a chance to be a legitimate contender for everything and I never would have thought that was possible
1: okay but You said the word expected there, and I want to get into that in a minute when we come back, because this is what Canty and I have been talking about. Have the expectations for this season changed? We will discuss that. We will discuss the Yankees, who are, of course, getting ready for a massive Game 5 tonight and we'll hear some from Aaron Rodgers as well. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Greeny is part of the get up first take crossover. He is with us as he can be uh, throughout the course of the show. Stick with us on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app.
0: Greeny, the podcast.
2: visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets, but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So have
1: the expectations for the Jets' season changed? For the Giants as well, for that matter. It's Canty and Carlin. And for Greeny on ESPN Radio, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Greeny is in with us for a few moments now as he is part of the Get Up First Take crossover, which is... Just been sheer madness kind of watching from the outside. Is that fair to Trust say? Trust me,
3: it has been even more madness from the inside, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've had a, a good morning, um, and I, I'm delighted to be doing it. I do regret not being here to celebrate the Jets a little more than I have been this morning, but believe me, I raced over the second I could.
1: Okay, so let's talk about it. Have the expectations for you. You hinted kind of at the hopes, but of the expectations Of course,
3: of course they've changed. I mean, the Jets now are good. Uh, The the Jets were a team that I was hoping would just start to show signs of being one that could become special. I I, want to make it clear. I don't believe they're a Super Bowl team. They're not on the level with Buffalo, with Kansas City, with the best teams in the AFC yet. But I do think that they have the makings of getting there. I think they've put together the foundation of something that could eventually get there, but not as soon as this season. There's two things that are going to happen. one, the the I believe the Jets are a team that could make the playoffs this year. I, I absolutely do. Two, It's still all going to be about the quarterback. It is still all about developing him, and I think they're starting to do a good job of that. The best friend to a developing quarterback is a good running game, and they have that, and they have two tight ends that all of a sudden have reemerged. Uzama and Conklin, you forgot they were even on the team, and then all of a sudden now they become a factor. Those are the best friends of a young quarterback. So the expectations, to your point, have they changed? Yes. It is The most important thing still is to get to the end of the season feeling like we have our quarterback of the future finally. But like, semicolon, I believe the Jets now absolutely are a team that could make the playoffs this year. And I would never I don't think I would have told you that on Saturday, but I went to sleep last night feeling like it.
0: Well, G, you're talking about recalibrating your expectations for the Jets. we got to switch over and go to the other team that calls MetLife home, the New York Giants. They had a huge win against the Baltimore Ravens coming off of the London game with no bye week. So I would pose the question to you, like, what should the expectations for the Giants be? You said you think the Jets can be in the playoff picture. Can you see that path for the New York Giants as well?
3: How can you not? I mean, 5-1 and one is 5-1. and one. And in NFC, the Giants do not – because the things they do – well, which is play really good defense, give the ball to Saquon, they've cut down on some of the mistakes with Daniel Jones, and they hang in there in these games. They're always behind, and they find ways to win. What reason is there to think they're suddenly going to go on a six-game losing streak? I mean, if you're 5-1... and basically in the NFC, I think nine wins has a chance to get in the playoffs and 10 is a a mortal lock. Well, to get to 10 and one at this point, you just have to go five and four, excuse me, to get to 10 and seven, you just have to go five and four the rest of the way. You could play under 500 the rest of the way and still probably make the playoffs. And if you look at the teams they have coming up, yes, I absolutely think that the Giants, I think the Giants are further away from being a championship team than the Jets are because I don't, With the exception of Saquon, I'm not sure they have any of the pieces on offense that they're going to eventually need to get there. Um, But as far as right this minute, absolutely, I think the Giants are a playoff team.
1: The Road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And every Fox and TBS executive is praying that the Road to the World Series Mm -hmm. goes through New York uh, through tonight tonight. And, Katie, let's start with you here because you are the resident Yankee fan. Garrett Cole has done what he is supposed to do. He has won the two games that you have needed him to win. Where is your confidence level heading into Game 5 of the ALDS tonight against Cleveland?
0: Well, it's not great. And I know that the Yankees franchise has been in this position 30 times in a winner take all in the postseason. And they're 15-15, exactly 500. Whereas the Guardians are 1-7 and, and they've lost – seven straight in these said situations. So I don't feel great about it. The pitching is a little bit of concern and we knew that if they had that rain out on Thursday in this series, that if this series got to a game five, we could be in this situation. And so we're talking about Jamison Tyon getting a start with Nestor Cortez potentially piggybacking in middle relief. So that that gives me a little bit of angst as a Yankees fan. But the fact that this team has showed the kind of resolve that they needed to and bouncing back after a disappointing loss on Saturday night where they had the Guardians down to their last out and somehow allowed a rally, I, I think Garrett Cole stopping the bleeding and giving this team a little bit of momentum is going to speak, is going to you know, do wonders for this squad coming back to the Bronx in a Game 5 situation.
3: See, here's the problem, though. I i agree with everything you said, Chris, but I'm also a big believer in the significance of expectations in moments like this. If you had told, and I heard Terry Francona say this, if you had told the, Gar- the Guardians some point early in the season you're going to be in a winner-take-all game at Yankee Stadium in October in the first round of the playoffs, they would have been delighted. Mm-hmm. And if you had told the Yankees they were going to be playing for their lives tonight against the Guardians at home in this layer of the playoffs – they would have been terrified. So I think that does make a difference. Should the Yankees win the game tonight? Of course. But they should have been out of this series already. So you never want to let a team like the Guardians continue to hang around, and the Yankees have let them hang around.
1: Jamison Tyone, basically, well, not basically, with the Yankees' season on the line tonight in Game 5 of the ALDS. We've got more on that coming up. We've got so much more on the NFL, including... More comments today from Aaron Rodgers about the Packers and what the future holds in the short term.
2: Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.